1: Vikings held off a late rally by the Steelers on Thursday night football, and that means it's time for the Week 14 Pick'em Show. Hello everybody, and welcome once again. What?
0: It looks like it's not recording. Oh, there.
1: It's recording, alright. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. We're in. (laughs) We're here. It's happening.
0: It's Saturday.
1: It's Saturday and it's the week 14 Pick'em show. There's a handful of people, maybe three people that are consistent, dedicated, hardcore listeners of this show. And we appreciate you listening. And we're going to look back at that weird-ass Thursday night game. The... The Vikings got up 29-0 on the Steelers, mostly behind uh, Dalvin Cook carving them up on the ground, and the Steelers' complete absence of a run defense, it looked like they were playing uh, like 7-on-7 out there. The holes that Dalvin Cook was running through were just massive, and... I mean, that says a lot about, like, how bad the Steelers' rush defense is. And going into that game, the Steelers and the Vikings actually were, like, two of the bottom five run defenses. But the Vikings' defense showed up and game plan to actually, you know, do something about it. The Steelers, despite their uh, defensive line strengths, their run defense is terrible. And I don't know what they thought they were going to have happen in that game, but if you go back and you look at some of the holes Dalvin Cook was running through, like these are high school level holes that he was running through. Like there was nobody within f- like a 5-yard radius of him. And so there was a point in the game where he had 7 carries for 117 yards and two touchdowns. Uh and I think he finished with 208 yards, something like that. Still two touchdowns. They they clamped down a little bit on him in the second half and that's how they got back in it. Uh and at one point, the Steelers scored and then intercepted Cousins and scored. Uh, and they rallied off three straight touchdowns, and it was 29-20 to when Cousins uh, found K.J. Osborne on kind of like a deep post and put a really nice throw out there. Osborne made a great catch. Uh, I think it was Sutton that fell down in coverage, and uh, Osborne finished that with a touchdown, 62-yarder. So at that point it is thirty-six to twenty, and the Steelers somehow rally the troops again, and they get it to thirty-six to twenty-eight, and I think that was the Washington touchdown, where Roethlisberger kind of threw like a just a laser up the middle of the field, and Washington went up and caught it in traffic and came down with it, and so they cut it to a one-score game. They. Managed to get the ball back again late in the game. I think there's just outside of two minutes. And they had a drive to tie the game. And they got all the way down the field. And on this final drive, uh, Chase Claypool made a really ridiculous catch <laughs> along the sideline where Minnesota got flagged for pass interference, but he also is committing offensive pass interference on this as you watch the replay he's like grabbing the defensive player's face in order to move him out of the way to get hand position so i get it the defender like makes first contact there you're probably gonna throw that flag all the time but claypool comes down with a ridiculous catch in that situation um it looked incomplete live when it happened and then i just saw him get up with the ball and i was like oh my god he caught that uh, and then they go to the replay and you see indeed that he does catch it. Uh, so they decline the penalty. I think it was like a 40 yarder. So they, they get a big chunk right away. And then a couple of plays later, they're converting like a fourth down and they hit Claypool again. And he converts the first down and they have no timeouts at this point. I think they're inside of 30 seconds. I want to say maybe 35 seconds. He catches it, gets tackled. And then he gets up, and he's posing for the first down. Uh, Meanwhile, the clock is running, and they're trying to get set. And you have one of his offensive linemen running over, grabbing him, like trying to shove him to get back in place. And meanwhile, uh, Kendricks on Minnesota comes in, and while the offensive lineman is gathering Claypool, he reaches in and just, like, strips the ball out. So there's an extra, like three to five seconds that are running off the clock as the referee has to gather the ball and place it. And, you know, that didn't, I don't know if that ended up costing them the game, but it cost them a play, you know, and they got down. I want to say they were at maybe the, the 12, I think is where the game came down to its final play. And Roethlisberger threw a beautiful ball to Friar in the end zone. And this ball hit him in the hands and I think it was Harrison Smith that punched the ball out. And he just, like, Fryer-Muth getting sandwiched by two defenders there. It's going to be a really difficult catch regardless. And we saw a similar throw. Uh, Minga Fitzpatrick on the Steelers got flagged for a very clean hit that they called defenseless receiver, which was a terrible flag earlier in the game. And so we kind of saw the exact same situation happen there where you're throwing the ball into two defenders that are coming from opposite sides and firemuth gets hit the ball gets jarred loose and you know there was three seconds left in the game so that was it so vikings hold on to win 36 to 28 and naturally as like as soon as i picked the Steelers, as i was going through the breakdown for that game i was like whichever team i pick in this game is going to lose the game. So, I should have just, like, listened to that and swish it in the pick'em pool. But, no. Vikings had their season on the line, and they won. So, moving on. What's the first game that we're going to look at this week?
0: It's Ravens at Browns.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I left off doing my research last night. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the Browns right now. They don't seem to know what they're doing, despite... Really only doing one thing well. Uh, Baker Mayfield's still dealing with a lot of injuries. They're coming out of their bye week. But they went into that bye week having lost to the Ravens 16-10. to So that's where they're at right now. Uh, the last memory they have is losing that game to the Ravens. And then resting. So they've had, you know, all this time to just prepare to play the same team again. And they lost 16-10. So it's not like they got completely, like, blown out in that game or anything either. The Ravens have gotten in this habit of just, like, playing very close games with teams. And they almost beat the Steelers last week, but not quite. Champed. So could be a different conversation had they beaten the Steelers. But Cleveland has to win to keep their season alive. I mean, there's no other way around it. Like, you just have to pound the run against the Ravens. And basically take Baker Mayfield out of the equation. Dominate. Force Lamar to, you know, have to run a lot to make his plays. Like, you held this team to 16 points last time, but you couldn't score. So, like, clearly, these teams know each other well. They know what they need to do to stop Lamar Jackson, or at least to keep him mostly contained. But it's easier said than done. Uh, But necessity is a big motivator and the ravens can afford to lose i think if they lose they're like 8 and 5 they're still in first in that division all it does is keep cleveland afloat for another week and we just saw what happened with the you know a desperate minnesota team cleveland's got you know their whole season is basically on the line right here they could maybe get in with seven losses but it's going to be tough <clears throat> so I figure that they're gonna pull out all the stops to win this <clears throat> and they're game. They're at home, so they're at home. They have to win. It <clears throat> doesn't necessarily mean that they do, but I think I'll just side with them for now. They're favored, so that tells you something. Alright, what's next?
0: Not according to the Yahoo app.
1: Well, according to the odds makers, they're favorite, I think okay. like two point favorites.
0: Uh Jags at Titans.
1: It's interesting. I thought initially that the Titans were gonna or the sorry, that the Jaguars were gonna maybe put up more of a fight in this game. But this morning I woke up to reading about just basically Urban Meyer, the Jag's coach, imploding and getting into like not fist fights, but like altercations with a bunch of different players on the team and that
0: It happened today or yesterday?
1: I don't know that it happened today. I think it happened just this week during practice. But somebody close to the situation has reported this and I mean, he's been kind of a headache all season long. And it was more... The article was more about, like, is he going to last past a year? Are they going to fire him? And just... He seems like a tough guy to play for. And one of the memes I saw was that, like, yeah, coaching football is hard when your opponent also gets to pay their players, which is a shot at his college coaching days and their illegal recruiting tactics. But, uh... Hmm. I don't... It just... You know the Titans—they're getting Julio Jones back, but they're missing a bunch of starters on defense. If you include Bud Dupree, they have four—sorry—they have four guys out, and then five guys missing from their original starting eleven. So that's a ton of players missing. That's half of your defensive starters are not there, and we saw what happened last time—they were shorthanded on defense. They lost to the Jets. So it depends. Like if the Jags are like ready to go, I think they can beat the Titans short-handed. Julio Jones coming back doesn't necessarily like mean anything. We've seen that when they only have one receiver, like that's that doesn't necessarily work for them. They have to have two for their system to work. Um and they managed to win a bunch of games short-handed just playing defense. But now they're super short-handed and so is their defense. Uh it just doesn't look great for them. But they should win. They need to win to stay on top but like losing that game doesn't kill them in the division either they already have two wins over the colts who are in second so worst case scenario they would end up tied with the colts and still have the tiebreaker over them so uh, i i want to say that they're probably going to win just because of the way they ran the ball against new england like they got their asses kicked but they ran for like 270 yards or something crazy like that so if they can run the ball like that that should be enough to beat the jaguars but the Jags are they don't win but they play at a consistent level of competitiveness I'll say and this is a this is a chance for them to play spoiler and beat a division rival team and those injuries on defense worry me like it's just it's tough when when you have all those pieces missing it's one thing to be down a guy I mean we've seen some teams it's like oh you're missing one or two players and like the defense implodes but you're missing five starters? That's a lot. I don't know. They're favored by eight and a half. I definitely think the Jags are going to cover eight and a half.
0: Plus, what does that do to their morale if they're missing like key play that many key players at once? Are yeah. they going into this feeling defeated already? Or are they going into this like they have something to prove?
1: I mean, I think they're coming out of their bye week. <clears throat> so they had the chance to rest a little bit. They got Julio back, or at least designated to return. And that, that'll give them something at least, but I don't know. After getting their asses kicked by New England, probably a little bit of a wake-up call for them because they were able to win some key games with injuries, and now that's not the case. It's like no Julio, no A.J. Brown, no Derrick Henry, and we saw like how good the Titans really are without those guys, and it was pretty ugly. Um, so they need those players, and they get one of them back, but I don't know. The, the missing pieces on defense worries me. So I would take the Jags to cover in that game. Maybe win it outright. What's next?
0: Um, Raiders at Chiefs.
1: It should be a good one. It's a rivalry game. The Raiders, I think, are six and six. They basically have to win this game. But in the Chiefs last like month or so of the season, I think they've rallied off like five in a row to get where they're at, uh, and they've not necessarily like done it all offensively. It's been a lot of defense. And even in that, the one game that they really like exploded offensively was against the Raiders, you know? So they've been, they've been putting up like 17 to 20 points, like just getting wins, playing defense that, I mean, they beat Denver like 22 to nine, uh, They beat the Giants, like, 23-17, something like that. And then against the Raiders, they won 41-14. And Waller is not playing in this game. He's out. Damn it. Yeah. But that's good, because you didn't play Carr. That's true. Uh, Just, yeah, Waller's a game-changer. And at least last I read, he was listed as out, so... If he doesn't play, that just hurts their ability to stretch the field against Kansas City. They're gonna have to take everything underneath. They're gonna have to run the ball with Josh Jacobs, but Kenyon Drake is out with his knee injury. Or ankle maybe. But he's on IR. And I don't know if Josh Jacobs I don't I don't know, he's had a weird season. If if they can run the ball and just be efficient and like force Kansas City into some tough spots, like they got a chance, but I'll take Kansas City in that one. I forgot what the spread was.
0: It's like Kansas City woke up all of a sudden in the last month.
1: Yeah, they just started playing defense and, like, not trying to be, like, the Chiefs. They're like, shit, it doesn't matter if we're the Chiefs or not if we're not in the playoffs. So we need to forget about our identity and just go back to, like, doing what's in front of us. And, like, they're a well-coached team. Like, they've been, you know, to the Super Bowl. They, they understand what it takes to get where they want to go. And it's like, you know, you can be the 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 sexy AFC offense once you're in the playoffs. But, like, if you don't get there, then it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. What's next?
0: All righty. Saints at Jets.
1: <laughs> well, I'm hoping the Saints dominate because I got Taysom Hill with his mallet finger <laughs> playing quarterback for me. But they get Kamara back. And I think that's enough. Uh,
0: that's a game changer.
1: Yeah, it also hurts how much Hill is going to be rushing, but at the end of the day, like if his finger doesn't work, he's going to have to run the ball. And having Kamara at least makes you like focus on somebody else besides him in the backfield. So I might get that Taysom Hill rushing touchdown in this game. Uh, they need to win though <laughs> to keep their season alive. Kamara's been out for a month. And so it's not a coincidence that the Saints have lost five in a row during Kamara's absence. Uh, they could have beat Dallas last week had Kamara played. They were just so one-dimensional and like Hill's finger was busted up. So him throwing like less than 50% completions is not going to get the job done in that game. But when you don't have to throw the ball downfield and you can just kind of toss it or hand it to the best player on the field, that's going to give your team a huge boost. And they're going to make a push here to try and get that last playoff spot. So, I think the Saints probably win. Their defense showed that when they're when they're keyed in, they're tough to deal with. Like, that Dallas offense has got a lot of weaponry on it, and they more or less held them completely in check and gave themselves a chance to win. So, the Jets don't have that going. Both of the Jets' starting running backs are out with concussions, probably because they're banging their head against the wall because they play for the Jets, but... <laughs> Yeah, so you got uh, Ty Johnson is the starting running back, I think, for them right now. And you're going against one of the best run defenses in football. Uh, Yeah, the Jets, it's not a pretty situation for the Jets right now. Uh, They got a lot of questionable guys, including uh, some of their top receivers. So you never any given Sunday, but I'll take the Saints because I need the Saints. I need Taysom Hill to give me reasonable quarterback one numbers if he can give me 25 again i'll be happy with that it'll give me a chance to win this week but that thursday night game was ass for me chris boswell miss one field goal all year of course he misses the one to start the game that's a 49 yarder <laughs> that would have been 4.9 points right there shanks it and then he doesn't get a field goal attempt the rest of the game because they're down 29-0 uh Deontay Johnson gave me the ten that I expected. Conklin had a couple of catches for twenty, which was fine. It would have been nice if he got to five points, but the steel—it was—it was all Dalvin Cook. Like they couldn't <clears> shut <throat> it down, so whatever. They're just gonna—they're just gonna hand him the ball. Terrible. Yeah. So anyway, Saints win. What's next?
0: <laughs> Cowboys at Washington.
1: Ooh, that's gonna be a good one. Uh. think washington's won four in a row have they yeah they've got a nice little streak going and it's just they're kind of like they're figuring out who they are they they realize that their defense is not what it was last year um so what they're doing is they're putting these like long first down consistent drives together so they're not like taking the kind of shots downfield they're not as risky as they maybe were knowing that they have an excellent defense like if you know your defense is so good, you're going to come out and get the ball back quickly. You'll take some shots downfield. But this team is turning around and giving the ball to Gibson. Uh, they're just piling up first downs. It sucks to see that Logan Thomas went down in the game that he came back and uh, messed up his knee. Looks like he's out for the rest of the year.
0: That's but they, they
1: get McKissick back. So they got another little like third down weapon. Uh, I don't know that the Dallas run defense is good good enough to stop Gibson, but it'll be... I'm going to say Heineke at least throws a pick in this game. uh, For sure.
0: Well, that will help me with the Dallas defense.
1: Yeah. Uh, Pick
0: touchdown would be great.
1: It's possible. It depends on what kind of situation they're in, but... I see a close game. If Washington can keep Dallas off the field... And just like put drives together kick field goals just stay consistent and put the pressure on Dallas to have to score you never know their defensive front is still good it's just a matter of whether or not they can get home and make things difficult for Dak they play better lately Uh, I don't know I might take Washington in that just because I need a game to after that uh, Thursday night game I need a game where I think the underdog is live and I think Washington's a live underdog because they got back to, what are they, 6-6? Six and six? Something like that. Um, so they're not completely out of the division. If they beat Dallas, that gives them a nice little edge. And if I'm looking at like which team plays more physical, I would probably say Washington. But Dallas can play physical. But Dallas is also predicated on... CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, like big play athletes that can stretch the field. And you saw that they struggled against New Orleans, so I'm going to watch that New Orleans tape very carefully if I'm Washington. And if they can shut down Zeke, I mean, you got Pollard who tore his plantar fasciitis in his foot on his way to... His 60-something yard touchdown run. So that's one weapon off the table, so... Clog the box, take Zeke out of it, make Dak have to beat you downfield. It's a winnable game for Washington. Uh, Dallas is probably rightly favored in that game, but... I can see a path to victory for Washington. It's not impossible. It's not. I might take them, because I need a game. And they... Mm. You know they beat the Raiders, who beat Dallas, and that was a game where it's like, oh, Washington almost blew it. They came back, kicked the field goal to win it. So Washington has served me well down the stretch, picking them. So I may, I may ride with them again.
0: Well, I need, uh, I just need the Cowboys defense to do well.
1: <laughs> we'll see. Rude. Hopefully they give you a defensive touchdown and like twelve to fifteen points and they still lose. How's that? That's rude. Okay, moving <laughs> on.
0: But whatever. Uh, Falcons at Panthers.
1: Ooh. It's I a, don't know about that. Yeah, both both teams are in the same boat. Like, hey, we both kind of suck. Uh. I really don't know it seems like the Panthers coach is kind of like flip flopping on the quarterback position like oh we'll see like Cam's gonna start but maybe the other guy's gonna play too and it's like this is not college you don't run a two quarterback system out here and both guys have run into the same kind of problems so it's not just Cam Uh, I don't want to pick Atlanta It it feels gross Atlanta's failed me so many times, but I think they've already got more wins this season than they had uh, the previous season. So I think they're both five and seven, though. Yeah. Both teams, five and seven competing for the the table scraps at the bottom of the NFC playoff picture, but really not that far out of it because you got some teams at six and six and six and seven. So a win here does a lot for either team. Where is that game? Is it in Atlanta or in Carolina?
0: I think it's um, in Carolina.
1: So Carolina is two and four at home, but two and zero in the division. The thing that scares me is that the Atlanta point differential is so bad. Like they have the worst point different no not the worst. One 2 they have the fourth worst point differential in football. So, they tend to give up a lot more than they score.
0: Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't don't know know. what to do with that one either.
1: Yeah. I really have very little input unless I take a look way deep into their uh, respective benches and everything. The Panthers are favored at home, like I expected. Uh, The Falcons, I mean, you got the veteran quarterback... I think Pitts is maybe a more dangerous uh, player in terms of, like, stretching the field. Is McCaffrey even healthy at this point? I don't know. No, I don't
0: think. He, I think he's still out, isn't
1: he? I mean, if he's out, then I don't know why anyone would favor Carolina.
0: Or is he back this week? I thought he was IR.
1: Yeah, I thought he got put on IR, too. Let me see. Yeah, he's on IR again. He's done. So For the season? uh yeah probably there's no use in bringing him back into this fucking dog shit sorry
0: family show babe no it's not oh okay
1: it might be if you're listening there's three people that listen to this and they know (laughs) they're adults they know that this is not a family show (laughs) okay uh that's why they listen because i call teams dog shit all right Uh, fair enough So, yeah, the Panthers are missing a couple guys on the offensive line and McCaffrey. So, I don't know why they're favored. I I get it. It's weird, but Atlanta.
0: Maybe just because they're home and they're going to trot Cam out because they're home.
1: I mean, if I'm the Falcons, to be honest, I want to see Cam Newton. If I have my choice of, like, which quarterback we're going to face, give me Cam. P.J. Walker is a little younger, a little faster, a little bit more unproven, but you know what Cam's going to do. I don't know. I'll take the Falcons. They're, they're going to let me down, of course, but they're going to blow the fourth quarter lead because that's what the Falcons do. I don't care how many points they're up in the fourth quarter. That shit ain't safe. <laughs> Not safe. I've, it, just every single game. If they have the fourth quarter lead, watch out. All right, what's next?
0: Seahawks at Texans. Go Hawks. Go Hawks for sure. <laughs>
1: they finally got a game that they can win. Their schedule has been such a, you know, Should rough show. road. Well, especially with them being hurt, it's been particularly difficult because you got to think that Russ hurt himself in the Rams game at the point where they were 2 and 2 on the season and, you know, they lost that game 26 to 17. So they were still like in that game. And then without him, they lose by three to the Steelers. They lose by three to the Saints. They manage to you know, get a big win against the Jaguars. But then Russ comes back after the bye week. They get shut out by the Packers. They lose by 10 to the Cardinals. They lose by two to Washington. Uh, and then they beat the Niners. So it just hasn't been uh, an easy schedule for them at all, especially with that kind of injury for Russ. And so they finally get the Texans, which coming off the Niners win is going to be huge, but they almost blew that Niners game too. I don't know what the hell Pete Carroll's thinking. Like, I get that it's late in your season. Your playoffs hopes are pretty much dashed, but realistically, like, nine and eight might get them in. And so the fact that they risked that game the way they did, like, they're up a touchdown late in the game with, like, less than five minutes left, maybe five minutes. Just kick the field goal and go up 10. San Francisco's not going to score twice on you in five minutes. Uh... And so they turn the ball over. They give San Francisco the ball and a chance to win the game. Uh, Didn't like that coaching decision, especially with the way the season's been going. Like, I get that if they score the touchdown there, like, it's over-over, but kick the field goal there, and it's, like, 95% over. 90% over. You'd have to really collapse, and your defense has been playing well. So, yeah, I picked up the Seahawks defense because... I did think, you? Yeah, I think they finally like got some momentum. They get to pick on a Houston team that's not good. I picked up Alex Collins too because my running back situation is disastrous with Jonathan Taylor on bye week.
0: When did you make all these moves? I didn't get notified by Yahoo.
1: Well, it's cuz I told Yahoo not to tell anybody. That's right. <laughs> no, I needed to I needed to make some changes cuz my team was so jacked up.
0: Did you really tell Yahoo not to tell anybody?
1: No. <laughs> I don't know. You turn Can you control noti- that setting? Yeah, no, maybe you turn your notifications off. I don't know. Mm. I don't control everything, even though I am the commissioner. Uh, oh, no. Jamal Adams is out for this game? Or is that old news? Uh, yeah, he's on IR. Tore his shoulder up. All right, but I actually like Ryan Neal, who's backing up Adams at strong safety. Neal had a really good season last year. Uh, he's a he's a good replacement. Um. And this is just a, a matchup where the Houston offense, even at their best, doesn't present a ton of threats. You know, David Johnson's going to play, but meh. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is like, you know, maybe he has a good game, maybe not, but... I, I would rather have the Seattle defense against Houston ver- versus the Bills defense against Tampa. True, just odds wise.
0: I can't believe you're gonna swap out the Bills defense though.
1: We'll get to that. Okay. When we get to that game, uh, okay. but I'll take yeah, I'll take Seattle. This is the, probably the first time everyone's gonna pick Seattle this season since like week one. Not true. Oh, I see everyone. All right, fine. Pick Houston.
0: No, I'm saying not sure that. I've been picking Seattle, but you mean everyone will pick them this week?
1: Yeah. It's a long it's the first time in a long time that Seattle will be favored.
0: Got it, got it, got it. All right, what's next? Don't tell me to pick Houston, by the way. Uh pick up. No. Lions at Broncos?
1: I mean, yeah, they got their first win, but as we saw again on the Thursday night game, That Minnesota defense is shaky as hell. Like, all of a sudden, they're up 29 points, and it's just, like, slipping through their fingers. Like, oh, my God, we can't hold off a team that we've dominated this entire game. And that happened in the Detroit game. I mean, they were kind of, like, losing early, but with the game on the line, like, they just let Detroit march down the field on them and score.
0: It's like they get tired, and they're just... Sleeping the rest of the game.
1: I just, I it's it's a tough ask of Detroit to like ride that momentum into Denver and beat that Denver team in those conditions. It's gonna be cold in the morning there. Uh, Mile high. They don't have Swift. I think their second running back is down too. Jamal Williams is out, so they're on their third and fourth running backs. It's possible I don't think the Lions win but they do play hard and they they're competitive but I think they just needed that one to like let them know that their whole season is not like for nothing they're like we're not gonna go winless here and then they I mean if they want the first pick overall they got to keep losing the rest of the way and then they get a pick in there and they can help Jared Goff I'll I'll take Denver Denver's got a lot of weapons, and they run the ball really well, and they're at home. It's just, there's not enough evidence for me to to pick the Lions there. But I don't know what the spread is in that game, so let me see if I can find it. I don't have it directly in front of me. This is a, ooh, ten and a half. I'll take Detroit to cover ten and a half, though. All right, what's next?
0: Giants the Chargers.
1: <sighs> I don't know who the Chargers are. Every <laughs> time every time I think I got them pinned down finally, they're like, "Nope, we're going to beat the crap out of the Bengals." Uh So you got to think that the Chargers are favored there. They should be. But the Giants aren't awful. Like they play good defense. The one thing that they want to do is probably the thing that the chargers are the worst at which is run defense i don't know if bosa is actually injured or not either because i saw him dealing with it in the last game
0: when he was limping off
1: yeah so let's take a look at their depth chart real quick they're oh keenan Allen, keenan allen and mike williams are still out with the covid stuff for now looks like bosa's fine chris harris jr is out sante samuel jr is out So that's a lot of question marks. Like, Mike Williams, I don't think, has tested positive yet at this point. Um, So I'm hoping that he'll play since I need all the help that I can get. Eckler's been upgraded. Looks like Keenan Allen will probably miss the game. You got two corners out. And the Giants starting to get healthy. The Giants can win this game. And if they do, it would just be perfectly apropos of the Chargers season overall like they get a huge win to leapfrog the Bengals because that win gave them the same record plus the tiebreaker so they jumped them in the standings but then they run into a Giants team that is pesky call them that and they're not great but they play hard and they win some games that they're probably not supposed to either yeah And I think they have some guys coming back.
0: We've seen stranger results in these kind of
1: games. Stranger things have happened. Let's see. Oh, Daniel Jones is still out? All right. Well, Chargers win then. Galladay questionable. Shepard questionable. Tony out. Adoree Jackson out. Yeah. The Chargers should just give the ball to Eckler a ton. That'd be great. That uh, would be great. I need him to outscore Cook this week. He's got a chance. He's the second highest scoring back behind Jonathan Taylor, I think. Uh, so he's got. A, this is a good matchup for him, especially if those two receivers are out. Just it's Eckler time. Please. Yeah. You know. Okay. What else? What's next? Um. Got to remember to stop drinking coffee in the morning on this show. I
0: know. I was just gonna. I was gonna say that a little while ago. Um, but how can we not have coffee in the morning?
1: Yeah, we just gotta like have coffee, and then I gotta take allergy medicine before we get, get the it. phlegm out. Yeah.
0: 49ers at Bengals. That's
1: a good. That's a good game.
0: It's an afternoon game.
1: Yeah, both teams need it desperately right now. The Bengals just got shellacked, so you gotta think. I mean. This has got big playoff implications for both teams. It's one of the most important games on the schedule this week is the 6-6 six six Niners. But they are 4-2 on the road, going to the 7-5 Bengals, who are only 500 at home. Debo is questionable. If they get him back, that's a big get. Uh, that'll help them a lot. got yeah, Mixon's questionable for Cincy. Higgins is questionable. Logan Wilson's out. Marcus Bailey's out. So they're missing some pieces on defense. And the Niners, like, if they just... Having Debo is, like, he's such a dynamic weapon for them. Even at, like, say even Elijah Mitchell, he's out, but whatever. Jeff Wilson Jr., Jermichael Hasty, they'll be fine. But you need Debo in there. And if he plays, they're in good shape. But Dre Greenlaw and Mosley are both out too.
0: Debo wasn't IR?
1: No. Uh, No, he was just out last week. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's going it to be a good it, one. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces missing from both teams that are important. so It's a tough game to pick. What's the... Do they have the spread in that game? Or do I got to go back and look at it? This is a coin toss game here. ESPN has it as a... Basically 50-50 game. It's a one and a half point road favorites for the 49ers. Really? Yeah. They're minus 125 with an over-under of 48 and a half. Interesting. That's all I got to say. I don't know. I'll have to dig deeper. And my gut would say I'll probably side with the Niners, but... If Nick Bosa can be a headache for Joe Burrow. It's just the Niners, like, you gotta watch out for Chase with those secondary players injured. Interesting game. I don't know. I honestly don't. I think that's why it's as close as it is in the odds maker's eyes. But the Niners are good on the road for the most part. The way they run the football... Should give them a good chance. I don't know if their defense is even better at this point. I thought Cincinnati's defense was better than it looked uh, last week. But after what the Chargers did to them, like... Th- that's that's the kind of game where they're going to question themselves after that. Like, how the hell did we give up this kind of points? And, like, they got behind early with the fumble interception. Similar to what they did to the Steelers when they played. Like, Steelers were driving, but Cincinnati picked them off, scored, and just kind of like got up early. It's those bad omens early in the game. So whichever team can avoid those omens will be in decent shape. My, I don't know. My gut says Niners, but that's only because after what I saw last week, both teams lost, but one team got dominated, and it wasn't the Niners. All right, what's next?
0: Bells at Bucks, man. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs>
1: All right, well... I did not play the Bill's defense for a reason because
0: you want them to win
1: well yeah I want them to win but I just I don't see the Bill's defense being the reason that they win this game I mean maybe it is in the sense that like they get a big stop here or there or they make things difficult on Tampa but this is not the kind of fantasy performance from the Bill's defense that I want to risk my week on uh, I don't think they I don't think they get to double digits in fantasy. Just because look at what the Bucks do, like the way they've been running the ball lately. They don't really turn the ball over. You know, Tom Brady has seen the Bills over and over and over again. So his his career record against the Bills is ridiculous. I, I think in the regular season, I can only remember two, maybe three games in 20 years where the Bills beat them. So you're looking at Tom, Yeah, you're looking at Tom Brady's record against the Bills over 20 years at like 37 and 3. Yeah. It's
0: going to be a stressful game.
1: Uh it will be stressful.
0: It'll be stressful in the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, 32 and 3 in his career against Buffalo.
0: 32 wins.
1: And three losses. <laughs> so, yeah, in, in these particular type of games, I tend to go with that quarterback who's dominated the opposition. Like, Russell Wilson, like, most people picked San Francisco last week, but I was like, nah, Russ owns the Niners. Like, even when he doesn't play well, for some reason, like, that's the game that they're good at. He was 15-4 and four against them in the regular season. I took that game. Like, when uh, the Rams played the Packers, right? It yeah. was just like, nah, Aaron Rodgers' record against... Matt Stafford is 15 and 5 or something like that so I just those the numbers exist for a reason is Tom Brady gonna go 32 and 4 against the bills maybe but 32 and 3 is ridiculous uh, but the bills need this game in a big way like they have to sell out to try and win this game it's not that the game is unwinnable. It's just that I'm not going to bank on the fantasy defense.
0: Makes sense. And they're in Tampa.
1: Yeah. And the problem is that Tampa's got a really good pass rush and the Bills' offensive line does not protect well. So, like, if if I take myself out of it as a Bills fan and wanting to see them win, this is the kind of game where Tampa should win. Because they are strong in all the areas where the Bills are weakest. We've seen the Bills struggle against running teams, uh, we've seen the Bills struggle in pass protection. And so what does Tampa do really well right now is that they get after the quarterback with their ridiculous defensive line and Leonard Fournette is running downhill right now. So even with Antonio Brown out, like, you got Gronk who was part of that Patriots team that beat up on the Bills for all those years. I mean, yeah, I would love the Bills to win this game, but... If I, had to, if I had to bet on it, like, if I had to bet my life on it, ugh, I would probably pick Tampa. Ugh.
0: Oh. Yeah,
1: it hurts to say, <laughs> but it's a bad matchup for the Bills. It's not that they can't win it. They're just going to have to want it more early enough in the game to discourage Tampa from wanting it.
0: Like, get up high enough.
1: No, they're going to have to make the cost of winning... Too high for Tampa because Tampa's way out ahead in their division uh, at nine and three, right? So they don't need this game. I think they're second in the. They're tied for. Well, they're nine and three with the Packers sitting in like the competition for the two seed, but they're only a game out. But the Bills have to come out and play just insanely physical.
0: But. Brady as the quarterback, can he come out here and be like, We don't need this game, so it's okay that I'm gonna that we lose to the No Tom
1: Brady'll never be that guy. Yeah. I'm saying everybody else though. Like Mm. when Gronk catches the ball, like you gotta blow him up. You gotta do what Earl Thomas did to him and like square him up and hit him so hard in the chest that like you puncture a lung or something. Like I don't I don't I don't wanna see Gronk get hurt, right? Like he's a good player and he seems like he's a nice guy and everything. But in terms of like how to play it like you have to play them like you're the seahawks like you have to hit them so hard that they don't think it's worth it you got to make them hear footsteps so that when they catch the ball they just go down there's no like extra plays uh so the bills have to be ready to play that kind of game they have to play it as if like this is their season right here and if they can they can be competitive and they can win but they're going to have to figure out what to do with that defensive line because the Bills' offensive line has not been good. And the more they want to throw the ball, the more they're inviting that defensive line to eat them up. And they haven't really been able to solve the run game. They can't line up and just run the ball. They can't tell the defense we're going to run the ball and run it and get anything. So, ugh. go Bills. Bills by a billion
0: gonna be tense afternoon in the
1: house yeah i like i said after the the last game though what i want to see in this game is that the bills play a good game if they lose to the better team and the bucks just beat them i can live with that as long as the bills don't beat themselves because in all of their losses this year it's them beating themselves it's dropped passes it's fumbles it's uh bad interceptions, it's false starts when the game's on the line, it's uh you call, you burn a challenge and then call a timeout for no reason, and then get sacked out of the timeout, like winnable games yeah, they get their ass kicked by Indy but early in that game, it was like a couple interceptions, uh, in the first half, led to Indy really being up huge in that game and then they couldn't stop Jonathan Taylor, but they gave him a short field to work with and, uh McKenzie fumbled a kick return that gave him a short field too. So it's just like the things pile up. I want to see the Bills play like a mistake-free football game. And I want to see what that looks like. Because if they play mistake-free and they play hard and they still lose, like, okay, then they're just not the better team. And Tampa's, you know, the defending champs for a reason. But if they go out there and it's a winnable game and they just like fuck it up, 'Cause of a false start or a drop third down or a fumbled handoff or a bad interception or clock mismanagement. Like all those things are way worse than just getting beat. You know? Uh but that yeah, the defense the defense has to come with the hammer. So whatever. It's be a tough one. I'll take the Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>
0: Go Bills.
1: They're probably bit. they're probably at least five point underdogs in that game.
0: Are you checking?
1: Yeah, I'll look. Might as well. But what's the next game?
0: Uh Bears at Packers for Sunday night.
1: Oh, that's the Sunday night game. Let's yeah. see. Three and a half. Tampa's only favored by three and a half. Alright. So the odds makers know that the Bills need this game and but the over under is fifty four. Oh so god. They expect some scoring in that game.
0: Wow. That's pretty high.
1: It's not the highest I've seen this year, but it's up there. Sorry, Bears Packers. Packers
0: at home. Yeah. What do the Bears got?
1: I'm going to trot Andy Dalton out there and
0: (laughs) also in. Hang tough. Weather, those weather conditions.
1: Yeah, I just I haven't liked what I've seen from the Bears unfolding uh, down the stretch. I feel like they're getting worse. Like they started at a certain level. Justin Fields wasn't like fantastic for them, but he gave them the opportunity to win some games, and now it's just like you know, they barely beat a Lions team, but other than that, they're one, two, three, four, five, six losses in their last seven games. So that's not good. Packers. Got nothing else to say. Yeah. Bears season's over at four and eight, realistically them in Seattle could maybe run the table to get to nine and eight, but I doubt it. What's the Monday night game?
0: Rams at Cardinals. Ooh, rematch.
1: Well, you got Kyler Murray back. You got DeAndre Hopkins back. And you're in Arizona and Arizona went into LA and kicked their ass the first time. I don't know. I I would think Arizona beats him again. I just haven't seen enough from the Rams, like, oh yeah, you guys beat up on the Jaguars. Like so it's like you finally got like some confidence with your new group of guys, but
0: And Cardinals beat them without Kyler?
1: No, Kyler was there. He was
0: he yeah. was in? Okay.
1: I just I think Edmonds is coming back for this game too.
0: Yeah, which makes me nervous that Connor we know too much.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the Cardinals' defense has been better than the Rams. It's not I mean the Rams need to win this game, so they're gonna play as hard as they can. Their defense can potentially create some problems. We'll see. I can see why the Cardinals are favored though. Uh but it's not it's not as bad as I thought. It's 60 40. So, and they are two and a half point favorites at home. And the over-under on that game is 51.
0: Wow, pretty close. Yeah. That's surprising.
1: Yeah, but with Hopkins back, it's like, all right, so Ramsey's going to watch Hopkins. And then hopefully if I have to play Kirk, which he's in my flex position right now, he gets the matchup over the middle of the field against... It's the Rams' linebackers, though. Like, they just, they seem disinterested at the point of attack, which is why their run defense hasn't been as good as it was. Uh, yeah. I don't, I also, like, personally just don't really care for the Rams right now, even though they're our hometown team. Uh, But Robert Woods was like the last guy on the team that Buzz. I mean, he had the Bills connection going on. He's got the USC connection. So my favorite player on the Rams isn't playing right now. So what, what exactly am I cheering for the Rams for? But I can't let that dissuade me. The Rams need the game more than Arizona does. And you would think that that is going to give them the right kind of motivation but they just haven't looked good i mean yeah you beat jacksonville but other than that like you've played like shit a lot lately you lost to the titans and the titans were derek henry less at that time you got obliterated by the 49ers 31-10 and then you lost to the packers by eight in lambo which i mean i knew they were going to lose that game so of all those games at least they looked semi decent against the packers But then they beat the Jaguars and then they get the other best team in the, the conference. So, you know, I don't know. Kyler hasn't played a lot, though. But even like in bad conditions, like having not played in a while, like him and Hopkins still hooked up for a touchdown. They still scored 33 on the Bears. So I figure they're going to be at home and they're dome. They'll look better than they did against Chicago. For now, I'll go with Arizona just because I would prefer Arizona win.
0: they have more healthy weapons with Hopkins Do they? being back right with who with Hopkins being I done. mean yeah
1: they're healthier than they were yeah <clears throat> I think they were both still listed as like game time decisions oh so, yeah, they? Uh, well yeah last week so yeah they're basically at 100% Edmonds is designated to come back uh other than that Other other than the, sorry, the J.J. Watt injury, like they look like they're pretty close to the team that started the season, which is rare for most teams right now. Uh, And then they got Ertz, who's questionable, but yeah, Hop, Green, Kirk, Connor, Kyler. Looks like they're good to go, so I'll side with Arizona. All right, and that'll do it. That's the Monday nighter. I don't even know where we are in this recording. Oh, we're coming up on the end. This is about the regular time that we end the show. Okay. Anything else?
0: Happy Football Sunday.
1: That's right. What do you need fantasy-wise? <laughs> we'll talk a little fantasy football for a couple minutes.
0: Um, I need everything fantasy-wise. I feel like that's a loaded question. I don't know how to answer that.
1: Yeah, for the people that listened last week, you'll know that we played against each other in fantasy football last week.
0: Oh, you had to bring this up right now? how you demolished me you need to rub this in right now
1: i'm not rubbing it in really i didn't even mention that i won you decided to say that
0: you were going there don't lie
1: (laughs) my point was that you are in a position where Mm -hmm. you're fighting for your playoff life right now i am in week 14 you've got a couple tough matchups on the other side with your opponents but you do have the points lead so,
0: and I won the pick 'em.
1: You did win the pick 'em. By picking the Patriots. I did. At the last second. <laughs> I was up a game Sorry. and all I needed was the Bills to win or the Patriots to win and be within a certain score range, but I didn't go low enough with the blizzard conditions on the score. And realistically, the Bills should have scored a touchdown with all those red zone trips, but They should have scored an additional touchdown, uh, and I would have won. And if the Bills won, I would have won outright, but yeah, snuck in there at the last second.
0: It was my consolation for losing to you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, I would have traded the fantasy football week for the Bills winning.
0: And I would have definitely done that for you if we could have.
1: If we could have. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have Jonathan Taylor. I don't have any of my Philadelphia guys. So no Sanders, no Goddard, no Taylor, no Wentz. So I, sc- I have the scramble. I don't know what's going to happen.
0: But you're already guaranteed in.
1: No, I'm not. Oh, if, you're not? No, if I lose and I don't score enough, then the other two guys... If you... There there are scenarios where I couldn't get in. Oh. Uh, they're hard to come by, but it's possible. If I lose and all the other people that are in in striking distance win and I get outscored by enough then I'll be out but I have a good enough points lead where I shouldn't <coughs> excuse me excuse me where I shouldn't be out uh, you have that points lead too but you're competing for the win-loss record as well so you need one of the other people to lose would be the best way for you to get in if you win you're in uh, so there are some scenarios
0: it's just not looking good right now.
1: It's not, but Eckler is going to give you a good chance, I think. I hope
0: so. I need yeah. I need Eckler to score like fifty.
1: If if he or if, close if, to it, if he at least like gets you in the neighborhood of Dalvin Cook's game thirties, yeah, that would at least be helpful because then it's like you're not
0: really far deva- behind. You're
1: not devastated by that one guy, but I've already had three guys combined for fourteen points because of that shit Thursday game so I'm in I'm in doo-doo but that's why I need Taysom Hill and Alex Collins and with Devonta Freeman yeah it's not gonna be good
0: it's gonna be a nail-biting week oh it is I
1: know. <laughs> all right everybody all righty well thank you for joining us and good luck with your fantasy teams good luck with your actual teams unless you're the Bucks <laughs> if you're a Bucks fan like my uncle
0: hope he's not listening
1: I love you, but <laughs> go Bills. Take care, everybody. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way, too. This show is an extension of com, and you can contact me at info at or at Scheiss podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and Go Bills.